Greetings and a warm welcome to this international online Sunday service to you, the Bride of Christ, being prepared for that glorious, marvelous day as we sit during these sessions and turn our ears and our eyes to the glorious trumpet being blown on this platform by the great prophet. My name is Pastor Karamba, joined by Pastor Chikuni. In a few moments, we'll have the prophet leading us on. Now, as we begin, we encourage you and we invite you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, wherever you may be. Take these very few moments before the service begins to make sure that you are amongst the first to receive notifications whenever something is available here in the form of a teaching, an address, and a special program for you. Make sure that you get the notification on your mobile device. So subscribe and click on the notification icon to get more information concerning the programs that will be released on this YouTube platform. Man of God, shalom. Wonderful to be here, Pastor Karamba. I think it's also important that after the subscription, people share the link. Yes. You've got friends, you've got relatives, you've got loved ones. Please make sure that they tune into this platform. And please encourage them to subscribe as well mm. so that they get notifications mm. whenever our Father the Voice is online mm. and is ministering. Mm. It is always good to hear the voice of God as is, when still relevant. I think that's very important. Exciting news. The Life Lighter for the month of October is now available. Please do go ahead and uh, download it or purchase a physical copy for yourself. So go ahead and purchase the October Life Lighter. It's important. It's important. Every single morning before you do anything, before mm. you undertake any activity, make sure you hear from God. Yes. And please, there are prayer points that are directed by the men and women of God, Prophet Emmanuel Makandio and Prophetess Ruth Makandio. Mm -hmm. Every single morning, mm. there's a prayer there. There's a word from God. Make it a point. Make it a habit. That, that's the first thing that you read. Mm. That's the first thing that you deposit into your mindset on a new day. Mm. It's such important. a wonderful resource. It helps us align ourselves even as we, as we wait and we prepare and occupy until he comes. You know, most of the time, Pastor Koromba, we get this confusion in terms of what to pray for mm. and how to pray. That's right. And so sometimes you're basically dry, mm. but you feel like praying. Mm. It's important to grab the life lighter. Yes. And make sure you have direction. Yes. And you deposit that spiritual word that our father would have spoken. Mm -hmm. I believe that every single day there's a word from God mm -hmm. and there's a word specifically for an individual, mm -hmm. sometimes encouraging, sometimes just giving you that energy that you didn't have. Mm -hmm. So it's important to grab that left lighter. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we are in a season of partnership. Yes, Global Missionary Network. Yes, and it's very important that we know how to invest and where to invest. And we have always understood that even the work of God needs finances. Mm -hmm. And there are people, there are platforms that God has created where there is a conversion, the great conversion mm -hmm. of what you deposit in this dimension to create value for yourself in the kingdom to come. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. That's very, very important. You are establishing yourself even in that kingdom. Mm -hmm. And our Father is giving us an avenue, giving us a platform. Yes. So wherever you are, take this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Grab that, that seed, that amount of money that you've set aside for something else and make sure you create value for yourself. You invest in the kingdom to come like our father's taught us. Mm. It's very so important. the banking details, they've been flighting on the screen. They're there. Make use of those details. You can take screenshots. Make sure that you have them at hand and 
This is an ongoing program. It's been open to us, it's been availed. Uh, remember, the platform is going to be made available very soon, as the uh, prophet did let us know, that a platform will be availed where communications will be made specifically towards special groups of individuals that have decided to partner to invest in the kingdom in the different categories that are available. So please do make sure, uh, do make use of the details that are flashing on the screen and make sure that you are a part of this great kingdom mandate. You know, it's amazing how you can partner for yourself as an individual, mm. but also you can partner for your children. There's great value for your family, great value for your loved ones. I believe that God has made us who we are and given us those that are around us for a reason. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you are that ambassador for that family in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And when you partner on their behalf, you're creating value for them as well. Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity of a lifetime. I think one of the most important things that we also need to consider, especially when we look at this door, is the individual or the man of God that has opened this door mm -hmm. for us. I think if you remove that, if you remove the individual, then it changes the ballgame altogether. Mm -hmm. But if you place our father there, the voice, Prophet Emmanuel Makandiwa, and where he's coming from, where we are today because of him, I think it's very important that you understand that we are doing this because it is coming from the heart of God. We are doing this because the prophet of God has spoken. Mm -hmm. We are doing this because it is a divine instruction. And I feel it's amazing how this opportunity is given to us at this particular time when our father is preaching this particular message. Mm -hmm. It's a key and we need to take it seriously. So please, wherever you are, take this opportunity to utilize the door that our father has given to us, this opportunity that our father has given to us. And I believe, I believe, like our father said, we will get to that point where we thank him and we thank God for him. Yes. Wonderful. We trust that many of you have subscribed. And those that haven't had the opportunity to log in, thank you so much. We're seeing your views coming in. Continue to invite those that maybe haven't joined the service yet to join the service and allow us to take these few moments to hail the presence of the Prophet now. Greetings, our Father. Greetings. Thank you for having me. Uh, you have us, Father. You have us. Yeah. Uh, at, you. at your every word, we are hanging on. Sure. Thank, you, thank you so much. Sure. Father, the ministration of the Great Conversion was, was astounding. Just a phrase out of the ministration last week where you said, do you notice that Ezekiel, when he was calling the bones together, he did not call the blood? <laughs> that's astounding. Yeah. That's, that's impossible to see. <laughs> but we are starting to understand the, the conversion of um, what we do here. Mm. and what it means in the kingdom. Thank you so much, Father, for oh. that awareness and understanding. Oh. Thank you so much. Indeed, it is an important uh, uh, piece of the entire puzzle which needs to be understood seriously and thoroughly. But today I want to touch on the the, um, the beast and his mark, the 666. Okay, because it's an interesting area which I think needs to be uh, addressed immediately. Yeah. Because you must be given reasons why you need to 
get out of this place before the man of sin finally is revealed. Mm -hmm. The mark of the beast, what is it about? What is it about? This message to me, it's so burdensome. Um, especially when you uh, present it to people, not just as a teacher of the word, but as a prophet. You are explaining to people things that you didn't just read about. It's not just a study. It's not um, coming from a research, but you have witnessed some of these things. And having seen what is coming, in its total clarity, you are really shaken by those events to a point where communicating them sometimes becomes so, so hard. So hard because you are a man that is speaking from experience. There are things that you are taken into events that you are invited by God to see. And while you are there, sometimes you lose your concentration. You are seeing things, you are hearing things. And you keep wondering, am I ever going to be delivered from this territory? In that vision, you are in a territory where you see things happening during seven years. The greatest wonder that you keep on having is, am I ever going to be delivered from this vision? Am I ever going to come out of this vision? You don't want to be in a place as a prophet. And you know this is the future. And you are uncomfortable to a point where you are losing concentration. You are missing out on certain things that you are being shown. Because you are worried about getting out of that place. You just want to get out of that place. The seven-year period is an unbearable period of time that even getting there spiritually as a prophet, you don't want to stay for that long. Let me explain to you some few things here. It will be a blessing for the church to be counted worthy. There is a scripture where God, Jesus himself said, Count yourselves worthy to escape those days and those things that are to come. Counting yourselves worthy to escape. There is such a word, escape. Mm. 
there is no room for us to... Yes. Luke 21, verse 36. What did he say? Watch ye therefore mm. and pray always. That Watch and pray always. That? That ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. Then you study the things. Mm. Which means the things that are coming, there is a possibility that you can escape by watching and praying. So if the seven-year period, if the tribulation is coming upon everyone, why would he advise us to pray and watch so that we escape? Mm. So there is mm. an event which is also being referred to as an escape. Because what comes after that, you have to watch it from above. You have to watch it from above. That's why John was invited up and God said, from here, I want you to see. It's a vision that even God himself could not bring down to John. He had to be, even in a vision, he had to be rescued. He had to escape earth first and then see the great tribulation that was to follow. Now, those that would really want to mock and to laugh at this kind of a teaching, do it now and do it quickly before it's too late. We will not stop people from mocking this, but they have to when you're laughing, make it fast. Make it fast. You see, we are going to read, of course, chapter 13 of the book of Revelation. But before we do so, we have to look at 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. We read from verse number 2. It's going down. That ye be not soon shaken in Don't mind. Don't soon shaken in what? In mind. In mind. Or be troubled. Don't be troubled. Neither by spirit, mm. nor by word, mm. nor by letter mm. as from us, as that day. That day of Christ. Yes. Let no man deceive you by any means. Mm -hmm. For that day shall not come, except. The day? Shall not come. Yes. Except there come a falling away first mm -hmm. and that man of sin be revealed. There is a revelation of the man of sin. So you don't see the coming of the Lord unless you see the revealing or the revelation of the man of sin first. But he is not saying you have to see that. He's just saying he has to be revealed to those around at the time of his revelation. So he's giving them order, the order of events, okay? Because he had previously told them that we are going to escape. Then the Antichrist will come, then the day of the Lord. But now they're being told that, do you know that we are already in the day of the Lord? And they're now beginning to question, 
the teaching by Paul that how come now we missed the rapture? There was the gathering of the saints unto him in the clouds before he finally comes. But how come now we hear he is around? Where is rapture? That was their question. Now he's saying, no, 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 no. Let me remind you of other events to happen first before the day of the Lord finally comes. Okay, yes. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God? This man opposes everything that is of God, everything that is called God. He opposes and he exalts himself above it. Yes. Or that is worshipped. Mm. So that he as God. He is what? God. God. No, the Antichrist, the word, the uh, the title Antichrist doesn't just mean against. It means two things. Against the anointing, which is against the Christ, or instead of, in place of. So he will be against the Christ, and then he will position himself in that same um, place where he replaces, he seeks to replace the Christ. Okay. And yet he is the lawless one, the man of seed. He, is, he has different titles in the Bible. He is the little horn. He is the son of perdition. He is the lawless one. He is the beast. He is the Antichrist. Different, he's also referred to as the king to come. The one that brings desolation. Now, he's also the man of sin. We know that. Now, but I wanted to see now how, how Paul explains something here. Yes. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God. He as God, he as God, as God. He will be as God. And then he sits where? In the, the temple, temple of God. In God's temple. So at the time he comes, there must be the temple in place. For him then to sit in the temple. He will make sure that when he signs the peace agreement with the Jewish people, there is going to be within that uh, agreement provision for the reconstruction of the temple of God. Because he can't be in the temple and then he sits in the temple unless there is the temple. And for, for most of the Gentiles, you don't think this is an, an issue, but to a Jewish person, getting a license and a permission to rebuild the temple, it's a big issue. It is a big issue. We read chapter 9 of the book of Daniel, where he's going to have a covenant with many for one week. We have read that already, don't worry. 
Then in the middle of the week, he's going to break the covenant. And I told you that some scholars um, uh, have their own view of saying that's in reference to the Messiah, Jesus, who came and did a covenant with the Jews. And they don't go further to really explain how he broke mm -hmm. the covenant. And they don't explain why it was for one week. Because what we know that Jesus did on the cross cannot last for <laughs> such a short space of time. What sort of a covenant is that? He has never had such a covenant with, with us or with the Jewish people. But this is a, an inferior covenant which can be broken in the middle of the week. What I want you to uh, see here is the um, coming of the Antichrist. At what point? Keep on reading. Showing himself that he is God. Mm -hmm. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, mm. I told you these things. Yes. And now ye know what withholdeth. I told you these things and now you what? You know. You know what? What withholdeth. You know what is stopping. Mm. Uh -huh. And now ye know what withholdeth. Mm -hmm. That he might be revealed in his time. You see, I want people to get something here. There is a possibility of him being revealed before his time. If the restrainer doesn't do his work well. It is in the mind of Saturn, the devil himself, to have it sooner than later. Because for us to have the restrainer stopping him from manifesting and making sure that he comes at the right time, the Antichrist, it means his desire is to manifest even today. Now, if he is reluctant and he doesn't want to manifest, why would you have a restraining force stopping him from what? If his desire is not to manifest even today. Yes. You get the point? Yes, Father, we get So you now know why. What is stopping him from being revealed, but only for him to be allowed to manifest at the right time. You know that. So he's referring to the presence of the Holy Spirit in the church. The presence of the church is what is stopping him from coming forward right now. <laughs> but the church is not going to be around forever now. It goes, it goes on to remind them for the mystery of iniquity. But, but while he's being restrained, there is a mystery of iniquity which is already at work. Mm. For the what? For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Already. What we're seeing right now, I'm going to explain that. Because already right now, before he even arrives, I'm going to explain to you the mystery of iniquity. That is at work even right now, even before the Antichrist arrives. It's already at work. Uh -huh. Only he who now letteth will let. Only he who now letteth what? Will let. Uh -huh. 
until he be taken out of the way until he is taken out of the way and then and then after he is taken out of the way the holy spirit and the church when the church is removed when the church is removed then even the antichrist himself will experience a great relief the lord would be taken off his shoulders he will now know that now the door has been opened now it is my time when the church is gone now notice something here something also that maybe when the holy spirit is gone uh we no longer have the holy spirit on the earth the holy spirit will still be on the earth but not as effective as he was during the church age Okay because we still need to have people being born again after the rapture and you can't be born again after the rapture if you don't have the presence of the holy spirit but do you know that believing in Jesus doesn't always require that you have the indwelling of the of the holy spirit because some people uh they think without the holy spirit if he is not in me then i cannot believe in jesus i cannot believe in god people are going to believe in god mm. but notice that the holy spirit was there in the old testament you must understand that they were believers in the old testament mm. believing in god before Acts chapter number 2 when the holy spirit came okay. the disciples that were walking with jesus walking with jesus is a sign that they had already believed in jesus and jesus is telling them that ah unless i go he will not come coming from where you see there are so many things that should think jesus is contradicting himself mm-hmm. uh, in the bible i can i can cite scriptures i have like 64 65 uh, scriptures that sound like contradictions to a point where um I, i would be um i don't know how to get into that <laughs> the same jesus who said behold i'm with you i will never forsake you or leave you is the same who said i have to go if i don't go he will not come <laughs> how can you have jesus who says i will never leave you mm-hmm. and then he tells you i have to go away from you if i don't he will not come mm-hmm. how do you marry the two It's just that it is Jesus no one seeks to understand what him if it was a man of god these would be contradictions you take two sermons listen to what he's saying here listen to what he's saying so this man is not worth following i have to go away from you and i will come back and receive you so you are moving away from us you are going so that he comes You said you never leave us you never forsake us. But you need to understand the context. I don't want to talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit there. That's not my focus now. This much is that's the most important experience you can ever have. But to think that they had already believed in Jesus 
before Acts chapter number 2. It means there was the presence, a certain kind of presence of the Holy Spirit already on the earth that helps people believe in Jesus. Before Acts chapter 2, they'd already believed in Jesus. <laughs> so what is the Holy Spirit coming to do now after Acts chapter number 2? The church becomes effective and involved in restraining and making sure that this earth is safe. We are making it to happen because the devil wanted at this time, he didn't want to do it in the Old Testament, he wanted to do it at this time. So the church is here to stop that. Now, when the church is taken up, what remains is that old presence of the Holy Spirit that was even there before Acts chapter number two. There is no more the indwelling. The same presence of the Holy Spirit that was there before Acts chapter number two that allows a person to believe in Jesus will remain. But the Acts chapter two experience going forward comes to an end when the church gets raptured. So there is no more restraining force on the earth. Now the Antichrist will know that is going to become his own trumpet that your time to arise and shine has come. Now the force is taken out of the way. It is now your turn to manifest. Then soon after rapture, I'm not sure how many days after the rapture, that you begin to have now the coming forward of the lawless one. When the Antichrist comes now, these are a few things that I wanted to see now. Let's read briefly um, chapter 13, the book of Revelation. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Now we know where the beast is coming from. We know what the sea represents, right? Yes. So the beast is coming out of multitudes, yes. out of the people, yes. out of races and languages. Uh -huh. Having seven heads mm -hmm. and ten horns. Seven heads and ten horns. Uh-huh. And upon his horns, ten crowns. Okay. The horns were how many? Ten. Ten horns. Seven heads and ten horns. And upon his horns, how many crowns? Ten crowns. Ten crowns. Yes. And upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. Okay. Move on. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. The beast which I saw was unto a what? A leopard. Okay, I want to bring back to your attention again the images that we saw last time. Okay, now you are having this from the book of Daniel, but now you are reading from the book of Revelation. Because remember when Daniel finished seeing all these things, was instructed by God to seal up the vision, seal the visions, seal. 
lock. Okay? Make them a secret. Seal the vision. But revelation comes to reveal what was sealed by Daniel. So John is coming to let you see things that you wouldn't have seen because they are sealed in the book of Daniel by the prophet. Now another prophet is coming to open up so that you see. Now look at the description now of the beast. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. The beast that I saw was like unto a leopard. A leopard. You see the leopard over there? Uh-huh. And his feet were as the feet of a bear. The feet of a what? Of a bear. Okay. We see another creature over there. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion. His mouth, the mouth of a what? A lion. Okay. And the dragon gave him his power. Now the dragon. He goes on to talk about the dragon giving him his power. Now, there is a deliberate omission of something else. We have that other beast over here. The fourth beast. But this is a combination now. We are seeing like a unity of different creatures that we have seen in the book of Daniel. Now he sees this creature coming and we know from what we have already uh, dealt with that these are the these are the kingdoms these are the kingdoms that we have seen already in the book of Daniel chapter number 7 and also Daniel chapter, chapter number 2 but then in the book of Revelation we are seeing him realizing and noticing that there is another beast again that is coming out of the sea, from the same place. But this beast has traits, characteristics of previous kingdoms. Mm. Okay. During its manifestation, you will see behaviors, you will see similarities you see a piece of that creature and a piece of that creature and a piece of that creature in this uh, uh, one beast that is coming now he goes on to explain further yes and the dragon what and the dragon gave him his power and the dragon gave him his power so this individual at some point is going to possess, he's going to have, and he's going to receive the power of the dragon and that is Saturn himself. Mm. There is coming a time after the rapture when the devil's power is going to officially be given to an individual. Because now we know the beast is not really a beast. Yes. It's a person. Yes. What happens? And the dragon gave him his power mm. and his seat. Mm. His seat. Mm. 
for the first time. Imagine we are gone and the devil offers his seat so that you now have a guy who has access to the throne of the devil himself. He can sit there at will. He has the power of the dragon. He has access to the seat, the throne of Lucifer. This is a person, and for your own information, this guy is not going to be born in the future. It is believed right now as we speak, he's already around. This is a guy who is actually active somewhere, not known who he is. But to think that this man is already here somewhere. He's either in a car, he's either in a house, whether he's in a golf course, whether he's some, but he, to think that he's already born, looking at the timeline, he's born, he's here. Now, slowly let's see how he's going to come into the picture. Now, John sees him coming and he sees him receiving power and he sees him receiving a throne where the dragon would usually sit, now we see an individual who is not the dragon. Mm. He's a, he has access to the throne. Mm. Now, what is happening there? And great authority. And great authority. There is power, throne, authority that is so great mm. given to him. Uh -huh. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death. One of his heads, as it were, wounded to death mm. and and his deadly wound was healed he recovered from that wound mm. a wound which was unto death yet he recovered from that on that note that's where some people really believe that it is the revival of the Roman Empire kingdom which was long forgotten about and then it will come back into the picture as in form of resurrection. But it is also believed that the Antichrist himself is going to survive in assassination, not as in avoiding it, but he's going to literally die and also be raised. Because remember, he has to be instead of Christ. Hey. Hey. And for him to be like the Christ, he has to dramatize everything else that Christ did, which is dying and then being raised from the dead so that he demonstrates his strength and power over death. Now, keep on reading. I will explain further on that. We'll come back to the workings of iniquity, the mystery of iniquity at work. Ah. And all the world wondered after the beast. Mm -hmm. And they worshipped the dragon. They what? Worshipped. They what? Worshipped. So look at the term there, worship. The dragon at that time is going to be worshipped. At that time, the dragon is going to be, I feel like just pausing for a moment and show you something. That has always been the dragon's desire to be worshipped. If I'm to show you how many times the devil has already tried to raise an antichrist, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. It started right in the Garden of Eden. 
I don't have time to get into this. <laughs> wow, Father. <laughs> he has always been trying to raise an individual. The garden one is quite longer. Let me, let me give you a closer one. The Daniel chapter number two, yes. where you have this image. You see that image? Yes, sir. Of a man standing. Mm-hmm. Now, Daniel gave an interpretation that you are the head of what? Gold. You are the head of gold. You are represented by the head of gold in the image that you saw. Guess what happened? Soon after that, now that he had the interpretation of his dream, he went on to build an image of the same entire image from head to toe. Then he made it of gold. And he demanded that people worship that image. What is he doing? Number one, he is not happy with the end of his era. Him being the head and having the Medes and the Persians coming after him and dethroning him. He has that in, in, in his head. As a politician, his desire is to last forever. So what he goes on to do is to create an image and replace where there is brass, where there is silver, where there is iron. He made sure, I want this image to be of gold from the head to the toe. So I want to reign forever. Get that? Already, he's being pushed by the devil. Already, the devil was trying to raise an antichrist. Yeah. Then he made an image. We'll read very soon in chapter 13 where there is need for the image of the beast to be created. And people are going to worship the image. So right there, you see Nebuchadnezzar erecting an image of gold. And he demanded that people are supposed to worship. So you are worshiping a kingdom, a system that is from the head to the toes. Mm. So now Babylon almost became the religion that requires worship. Mm. And an image had to be put in place. So notice, look at some similarities. Already the devil is trying to find an individual that he can raise as the Antichrist. Mm. Now, I want to show you something. So you see, when he said, he said, when you hear, you people, when you hear the trumpet, which means after the trumpet, you have to fall down and worship. <laughs> Daniel 3 verse 5, Father, please. <laughs> after rapture, what happens? Okay, anyway, <laughs> get into that. That at what time ye hear the sound mm. of the cornet, mm. flute, harp, sack. You see? Hmm. After, when those after, not before, after, after these trumpets are sounded, what follows after the, the feast of the trumpets, after the rapture? You see, there is... It's amazing. What happens after that? Ye fall down mm-hmm. and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So already there's a prediction of the time when 
the image ought to be worshipped after the harp, after the music, mm. after the sound. Mm. And then he goes on to tell you again something which is so profound. When those guys disobeyed, mm. representing the Jewish people, mm. because these 70 weeks are determined upon thy people, right? Yes, sir. Because they refused to worship the image. Mm. An instruction was they have to be what? Killed. Killed. We'll read that in chapter number 13 mm. of the book of Revelation. Yes, if you don't follow the demanded instruction, the required instruction, which is worship of the image, you are supposed to be put to death. Mm. And we know yes. that they disobeyed mm. that instruction. Mm. For you to know this was again a prediction, the king said, these Hebrew guys, mm. because of what they did, mm. notice, because of what they did, you have to put them into the fire. But notice something, pastors, that is now coming. This is the bomb. He said you have to make the fire seven times. It's a period of seven mm. under the image. Mm. Seven times. Why seven times? Because this goes to show the intensity of the persecution, of the torture, of the fire during the seven-year period of the image and of the beast. Mm. Seven times. Daniel 3 verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury mm. and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Than it was. <laughs> seven times. So, so now we now have a picture of the Jews during the seven-year period of the Great Tribulation, the fiery furnace. If you want to go even deeper into investigating what is being dramatized there, it was during that time, it was at that time, that then there is the great day of the Lord, the appearing of the Son of God. Wasn't it in the fire? Wasn't it in the seven times fire that he, they looked and they saw there was the fourth man? Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not? Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Yes. They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. Mm -hmm. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, mm. walking in the midst of the fire, mm -hmm. and they have no hurt. Mm -hmm. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. The form of the fourth is what? Like the Son of God. The Son of God. This was not in a vision to think that Jesus really appeared in the Old Testament. And the king who was not a believer is in the, like the picture of the Antichrist saw the son of God appearing. So already that goes to show you the time, 
the Son of God is going to appear. It is during that intensified um, fiery furnace, the time of uh, distress. So if you notice what brought to an end their torture was the appearing of the Son of God. Think about that for a moment that the King Nebuchadnezzar actually saw the second coming and when it is going to happen. During the seven year period, mm. and then the Son of God appears. Mm. And if you notice what then happened after that, what the king went on to say, it was an establishment of the right system. Mm. He believed in God. So after that, there will be only one religion, one system, one government. Uh, oh, what did you say? Oh. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath set his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Mm. Therefore, I make a decree. There's a decree coming after that. That every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God. There is no other God <laughs> that can deliver after this sword. <laughs> All that is prophecy. What you see after the seven year period, there is no any other God but Jehovah. Mm. I just thought of just taking you back to that. Let's go back to Revelation chapter number 13. <laughs> Thank you, Father. <laughs> but I, I wanted to show you that the devil has been trying several times to raise an individual. Hitler, he tried to raise him, even against the Jewish people. Mm. It was the devil doing that. Okay? Antiochus Epiphanes, We'll talk briefly about him, okay? Another guy again that the devil tried to raise. Uh, let me show you another person. Yes, well. who, you might be shocked. Christ himself. You see, what you read in chapter 13, where you have the devil himself giving his throne, his power, to the Antichrist. He took, <laughs> Jesus was taken by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted. Remember the day when the devil said, if only you can worship me, I will give you all these kingdoms and the power thereof. Luke 4. Oh my God. Verse 5. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain, mm. showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. All the kingdoms, that's what the Antichrist is going to be given. So that offer is not going to be given for the first time. The devil has been trying several times to offer kingdoms to an individual. Ooh. Ha! There is one guy right now who is ready to take that tender. And you watch what he's going to do with the kingdoms. What did Lucifer say? 
And the devil said unto him, The devil said, he's a speaking devil, he said, All this power, power, we read that in chapter number 18. Yes. All this what? Power mm-hmm. will I give thee and the glory of them. Yes. For that it was delivered unto me, and whomsoever I will, I will give. He showed him what? Read that first. <laughs> and the devil taking him up mm. into an high mountain mm. showed unto him all the kingdoms, kingdoms, mm. all the nations, mm. all the tribes. Ah. <sighs> And he said, I'm going to give you all these mm. countries mm. with their presidents. Mm. I will give them to you. Mm. But the condition is you what? You worship me. You worship me, that's the price. You worship me and I give you. To think that all those nations had their own presidents. And those presidents are not even aware that their countries are being sold. Yeah. <laughs> the devil is getting ready to offer every nation to one individual, one world leader. Hmm. So what are they doing, those presidents in those nations? What makes them think that they are in charge, they are are in control? Hmm. There is a bid already taking place on top of the mountain. Somebody's getting ready to be given a nation that you are reigning over. Hmm. Think about that for a moment. Hmm. Who owns, who is running the worldly systems? Hmm. The devil himself. So, so picture that. Already we have seen how the devil tried to offer kingdoms to Jesus. Mm. And he said, I won't do that. Mm. He's going to bring back that offer again. This time around, a man has been found. You have to believe what I'm about to tell you now. Someone is willing to take that offer. Worshipping the devil and the power of the devil is going to be transferred to him. And he's going to receive nations and kingdoms. And he's going to run them. Who read scriptures in the Bible where where you see kings surrendering their power to the beast. When kingdoms are given to one guy. Oh my God. Okay, let's go back to chapter 13 of Revelation. Verse 4. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is like unto the beast? So two individuals are being worshipped here. The beast that gave, the dragon that gave the beast the power is being worshipped. And also the beast. They worshipped the beast saying, Who is able to make war with the beast? Mm. Yes. Uh Uh-huh who is able to make war with him. Mm. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things Mm. and blasphemies. Mm. And power was given unto him Mm. to continue 40 and 2 months. To continue, not to start. To continue 40 and 2 months. To continue for another 3 and a half years, which means he was already there. That makes the last part of the seven-year period, the great tribulation. Mm. So there is power given to him during the middle of the week when he breaks that covenant. And then he's given an extension of another three and a half years to continue. To continue. Doing what? Uh Uh-huh. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God Mm -hmm. 
to blaspheme his name yes and his tabernacle yes and them that dwell in heaven yes and it was given unto him it to was make, given unto him to what to make war to make there's going to be war during that time it's given unto him to make war with, with the with, saints with who saints with who the saints with the saints like i've told you we are going to have billions turning to uh, christ after the rapture the rapture itself is going to become the greatest sermon mm. and most people are going to believe if rapture really took place and our people our relatives are gone it can't be a lie that after seven years again they are coming or maybe 10 years like we we presented yes so they are sure of the coming of the messiah that cannot be a lie the second coming cannot be a lie if rapture really took place mm. these people are gone so they are they are ready to follow god during the tribulation period Hence, we have saints present mm -hmm. and the power is given to him to make war with them because that conflict is supposed to become their salvation. Wow. God himself is supporting that war. Hey. Follow this. Mm. So there are saints present on the earth. It doesn't matter how hard they pray. What happens? with the power given to him and to overcome them it's it's settled it's confirmed you when you are left at rapture and you remain and you receive jesus you become a saint you are born again but this individual is going to be granted so much power that he will overcome without fail mm. it is prophesied and decreed upon Nothing you can do, you fast all you want. Power is given to him to overcome. And to, to overcome. And, to, and power is given him over all kindreds mm -hmm. and tongues mm -hmm. and nations. Mm -hmm. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship. All that dwell, all that dwell, not some, all that dwell upon the earth. Shall what? Shall worship him. They are going to worship him. Uh -huh. Whose names Whose are names? Not. So we're going to have other people now, their names are written. Those are going to refuse. They're not going to worship him. But the rest, whose names are not written, were in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Keep on reading. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. Mm. He that killed with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. At that time, you will have the patience and the faith of those saints present. That is when their faith is going to be tested and their patience is going to be tested. That's the price they will have to pay. <laughs> Keep on ready. And I beheld another beast coming. I then beheld another beast. Take note of that. Another beast. Coming up out of the earth. Before we had two individuals, the dragon giving power to the beast that came out of the sea. Yes. Now he sees another beast again coming from where? From the earth. It's a different beast. And that is the false prophet. That works next to the beast. So this 
political individual. The world leader is going to have a spiritual individual that guides him in all of his dealings. Mm. The same thing that you would see in ancient kingdoms, every king would have a spiritual guy close to him. Yes. So he sees now another beast coming out of the earth. Out of the earth. Yes. And he had two horns like a lamb. No, so you see, at the time of his manifestation, he manifests like a lamb. So he comes like a good guy. Two horns like a lamb, but when he speaks, and he spake as a dragon. Like a dragon. So he had a speech prepared for him, but he speaks like the, the devil. But in appearance, so he might start like a nice guy because he's coming to support the Antichrist who is coming like the Christ, offering the Jewish people peace. If, if you go to Israel right now, you ask an average Jewish person, did Christ come? Most of them, they don't believe that he ever came. They said, if that one was the Christ, he should have restored the kingdom back to Israel. Because ours is the Prince of Peace. Mm. So he was supposed to establish peace for us. And they believe if Messiah is to come, he's supposed to end the conflict in the Middle East. That's, that's, that's what they believe. So already it's a stage set for the Antichrist. He knows what to do when he arrives for him to be believed as their Messiah. So they are waiting for somebody right now who guarantees their, their peace and then he allows them to rebuild the temple. Mm. But now you see there is a beast coming out of the earth. Uh-huh. And he had two horns like a lamb. Uh-huh. And he spake as a dragon. In speech, when he opens his mouth, then you know this cannot be the lamb. Mm. The lamb like Christ, but when he speaks. Mm. Dragon, dragon. It's a dragon. Uh-huh. And he exerciseth all the power of he, the first beast. He exercised all the power of the first beast before him, before, him, before the beast. Mm -hmm. So you see again, there's a transference of power again mm -hmm. from the dragon to the beast, from the beast to the false prophet. And the false prophet goes on to practice and exercise power in the presence of his master. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And causes the earth and them which dwell therein. Who is going to cause that? The false prophet now. He's going to cause them and them that dwell on the face of the earth to what? To worship the first beast. The first beast whose deadly wound, whose deadly wound was, healed. was healed. He has just been resurrected. And by after coming back to life, he now hears a guy. So he's like a god. He's like enthroned the same way Jesus was enthroned after his resurrection. Now he requires a man who speaks on his... He is now a God. You don't get to hear him say this and that now. He's too powerful now. He needs a man who's there to interpret his thoughts to the world after his resurrection. So let's watch the first prophet, what he's doing. And he doeth great wonders mm. so that he maketh fire Come, come from, down from heaven on the earth yes. in the sight of men. In the sight of men. Everyone has to see these miracles being performed, yes. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do. You see? 
He's going to deceive many in the sight in the sight of the beast. So this is being done in the sight of the beast as people are watching. Uh-huh. Saying to them that dwell on the earth mm-hmm. that they should make an image. Now we are back again. Yeah. Now we need an image. We need an image. An image is now needed at that time. Mm-hmm. Let us make an image. Uh-huh to the beast mm-hmm. which had the wound by a sword yes. and did live yes and he had power to give life life unto the image the image was now given life the image of the beast is now given life by the false prophet and the image has an ability to speak life and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed you see you see that 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 image that we talked about the, the nebuchadnezzar image <laughs> oh my god what is this speaking image yes. i wish i had time to explain what that. is it the okay. image that speaks the image that now has life what is he talking about okay keep on reading and causeth all causeth all all uh-huh. both small and great mm. rich and poor it doesn't matter how much we have listen to this part whether you're big or you're small you will be caused you will be caused he will cause both great and small rich and poor to a free and bound yes to receive a mark now here comes the mark in their right hand the right hand or in their foreheads or forehead in their right hand or in their foreheads take note of this he's not saying you will have the mark on both places it's either on the hand right hand whichever part of the right hand from here up to here from here up to here from here up to here you will have a mark either on your right hand or on the forehead he will cause whether you are small or you are great there's not going to be any age restriction But before we get to the mark something has to uh, come first. <laughs> okay, I'm going to explain something. <laughs> oh please, my please. god. Oh my god. Either on the right hand okay. receiving a what? And he causeth all uh-huh. both small and great, and rich and poor, yes. free and bound yes. to receive a mark. Take note of a mark. There will be a mark on the right hand. mark mark take note of that a mark yes and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark you see or the name of the beast so there is or 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 there is the mark and now he's saying or the name or the number of his name the number 
is the number of his name. And the number is the number of a man. So there is a mark. There is a name. There is a number. These three things. You expect. Expect any of these three to appear on your right hand or on your forehead. So not everyone is going to have the same mark. These are going to be three different features. It's either a mark which no one knows right now how it is going to look like. Or a name, the actual name of the beast is going to feature on people's hands. Okay. Or the number that represents his name. Because it's going to be quite long, the name of that individual. Mm -hmm. So they will turn it into a number. So you will have the number either in your right hand or on your forehead. You won't have it in both areas. Because it's a system that is actually so um, um, expensive to maintain. Mm -hmm. I have to get into that, yes, probably. Yes, so he says, both great and small, they are supposed to receive the mark and in their right hand mm. or in their foreheads mm. and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Here is wisdom. Mm. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man. So forget about the beast. Once he tells you the number of the beast is the number of a man. So he's not talking about any beast. He's talking about a man that is coming. And the number is his name. What is the number? And his number is 603 score and 6. 666. And that's the number of a name of a man. And he says, whoever has understanding or wisdom, go ahead and calculate that. You're allowed. I don't want to get into people's names here because there's quite a lot that, that actually fit into that number. Quite a lot. But let me just touch on areas that are more important. Areas that are more, more, more important. Because some people have gone on to, even, you see, when the Hitler rage against the Jewish people was active, some people actually believe that the Antichrist had come. If you are to notice also um, when we talk about names, I don't want to to really because there are quite a big there's quite a big number of people, individuals, like I've told you, if we were to do some calculations here, we'll get to that six six six. And again we'll end up confusing most of our people watching us today to say, so which one is this? 
And one of the people that, are, that they've actually calculated is the Pope. They've gone on also to calculate his name, Vicarious Philidae, the name written on his head. Yes, a name on his head, written on his crown that he puts on. So the Vicarious Philidae means instead of God or instead of the Christ or in place of, which links very well with the term the Antichrist. Mm. And you calculate those letters in Roman numerals, you get to 666. And not just that, if you look at kingdoms represented, when you're studying the, the Roman Empire system, that which was represented by metal, okay, before it became 10 kingdoms, you know throughout history that at some point the Roman Empire transferred their power to the papacy. Pope said, that was the, the first thing that ever happened in politics where you have religious guys, mm. powers were relinquished by politicians mm. to the popes. Mm. And they were reigning as kings. And then the Bible goes on to talk about many horns, but there was this little horn. Throughout the Bible talks about little, 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 little horn, little horn, little horn, little horn. Why call it little? if the horn is such a big figure. And you study about these horns, you get to know they are representing kings and they are representing kingdoms and even countries. And then you see the Vatican City coming in as the smallest country in the world. Wow. Though so little of all the countries mm. and yet so powerful. Who is that guy that when he speaks, every president follows? Hey. Who is that guy when he gets into your territory and he kisses the ground, he's able to declare peace? Whose signature is this likely going to become? I'm not saying he's the one. Please take note of that. Again, if you study, there's a time when John was called upon and the angel of God said, come and I want to show you the seven mountains where the woman dwells. The last ba Babylonian religion. And you know Vatican sits upon the seven mountains. Hmm. Mm. I would wonder of yours just to Google, how big is the Vatican City? It's a sovereign state with their own currency. Mm. Look at how small the country is, but look at how powerful. Go ahead and find, find out how many hectares, how many hectares. See if you get to 200 hectares, you won't. Mm. Yet it's a country. That's why some ended up believing that, that that's the little horn. <sighs> mm. 
But you don't put an individual there, you have to put a title. Whoever is there, even if that is to die, there's need again for another person to put on that same title upon his head and act instead of the Christ. Mm. Who is the little horn? Who is the little horn? Who is this little horn? So I don't want to get into that. Like I said, we could have done some calculations and even show you other potential individuals who are likely going to become the Antichrist. <laughs> but like I said, I don't want to confuse you people here, but you must understand that this individual is already there right now in existence. But for you to understand his uniqueness, He's not just going to be a political figure. He's going to be a religious guy also. Because mm -hmm. he moves around with this false prophet. Who is able to perform some miracles. He calls fire to come from heaven. Before people. Mm -hmm. And then he says, now we have, we, we, this is so confusing. We don't know whether people are really following and worshipping the dragon and the beast. We want to be sure. So there's need for a mark or a name or a number to be put on people. And these three features are going to determine whether the person is in allegiance to the current system and the last economy is going to be controlled by the mark, either the mark or the name or the number. Because he gets immediately into commerce. So we're not studying religious things here. Once you are told that you, unless you have the mark, you can't buy, you can't sell. So there is no merchandise there. There is no more trade there. So the economies of the world are now going to be controlled from a religious platform called worship. So the, the mark is so that you say, I'm worshiping the dragon or the beast. The beast is not a beast, it's a man. So the worship of that individual, they are going to demand that you receive a mark on your hand or on your forehead as a sign that you are a follower and a worshiper. It is based on that submission that then you are given access into the supermarket. Mm. You know already where we are going. Yes. You already you can see where we are going. Mm. <laughs> Last time I came to you, I said to you, the vaccines are never the mark of the beast. Yes. But I just want you to observe and notice how these things are playing out. Mm. Whoever thought that would have a product forced on you. They don't call it force. Well, they don't, I don't think most of them have been to school. They don't know what force is. Mm. When you are told that you can't buy unless you have this, that's force. Yes. When you are told you can't go to work unless you have this, that's force. Yes. Okay? Yes. So this is way before we talk about the mark. Hmm. And you think people are going to resist a mark and a number. Why is there no such resistance now? This is a precursor 
a forerunning of the major event. The devil is already trying the waters to see, am I ever going to be resisted if a number is to be introduced? Brothers and sisters, this is exactly where we are going. Whoever thought that a virus would take over the economy and you would have to buy according to the virus. You would have to buy, not, not immunity, according to the virus. Already we have seen the coronation like I've given you before of this, the corona thing. It's raining over the affairs of men. And where is it coming from? Like I told you, from the sea. <laughs> A disease from the sea. Now, see. See where we're going. If you are told, like, let me, let, me, let, me, let me just give you some practical things here because if we just stay in the Bible, you might think it's going to happen in the Bible and it will end in the Bible. We are, we are seeing some practical things unfolding right now. Okay. Practical things unfolding right now. If they say that unless you have a number, you can't buy, you can't sell. It means at the beginning of the introduction of the mark, people will still have an opportunity to be buying and selling just at the beginning. But there are certain um, trumpets that are going to be blown. Okay. And certain cups of the wrath of God and certain seals that are going to be opened in heaven and poured upon the earth to a point where it will even be difficult, even for those with the mark, to keep on buying. Mm. By the time Jesus comes back, there is no more buying and selling. Because mm. already you are in good books with the beast because you now have his mark, yes. but you're not in good books with the God of the world. So there's so much chaos. The, the beast is coming after your life if you refuse to take his mark, when you take his mark now, you think you're okay. Now you can buy, you can sell. Here comes the wrath of God upon every person who has the mark. Now notice what is happening here now. This is going to be the requirement that they are going to say, it will start nicely. If you want it, you can have it. If you don't want to have it, then you can buy. What are they saying? You must have it. Yes. Mm. You must have mm. it. Now, when this thing we know right now we're just beginning to experience the um, an event which, like I told you, that there is the mystery of iniquity already at work. Yes. Already, before the Antichrist comes, Paul says, already, guys, you must observe. Open your eyes and see that already the mystery of iniquity, right now, it is at work. So those of you that are spiritual, you must look around and see how iniquity has already started playing out. So if you can buy, you see where we're going now? Of course, there are protests in most of the countries right now against the vaccination passports, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And you prophesied about that. 
<laughs> Not many can can yeah. can remember that. It's important no, when people so yes, people I, when they listen to what we are saying, they must always check yes, the dates. Yes. And Google according to that date and see whether there was anything like that. Mm, you see? Remember I told you there is coming a time when your friend, your neighbor who has received the so-called cure will come after you. Mm -hmm. It will be your neighbor forcing you that you are, you are the ones causing this. It's there, it's there, it's there. Yes. The videos are there. Yes, <laughs> okay. So what am I saying? I want you to see what is happening at this point. At this point. At this point. Maybe I need to draw a picture here. Help you see. Visualize and really imagine what is happening. Because you think after rapture, you can easily say no to the number, no to the mark, no to the name. And get away with that. If it is proving to be difficult now, before the restrainer is taken out of the way, if it is proving to be hard and even impossible, Think about this. Yes, we might, be, we might have people protesting and making a lot of noise over here and there and saying we don't want this, we don't want this. But eventually, because this, if this is allowed to fail, then, then they will know the mark is going to fail. Because this is not a mark. This is not the mark, I repeat. But if they fail here, then they know but ultimately, they are going to fail. They have to make it happen at all costs. What is happening now? If you can't buy, that's where we are going already as nations. You will not have access into the supermarket. I'm not saying this for the first time. Those of you that are joining me now, I've already been saying it. You can't get into the shop and buy unless they know that you are safe. I'm not talking about the number. I'm talking about the vaccine. We have to be vaccinated. That's where we are going. So it's getting into the economy already. And you have to have a card proof that you're okay. School, the same. Your workplace, the same. You see? Yes. Now, I'm showing you something here. So, if this is the thing now, and this is where we are going, have you ever imagined? Think about this. I've watched some few videos of doctors doctors, professional doctors who are actually refusing to treat unvaccinated patients. Sad. Who are not sick, who are not having this uh, uh, COVID-19 as a disease, any other disease. See where it is going? Yes. Okay. Now, 
Think about this for a moment. There comes a time when they say, you can buy now and you can sell. I used to think growing up that, okay, so let's say um, when it gets to that time when they say we must have a mark of the beast and then I don't have it. But I have a friend who has the mark. He can just go and buy for me. Mm. Mm. And then I survive. Mm. I didn't understand the level of enmity mm. that Lucifer is going to create between those with the number and those without the number. Mm. Already it's being practiced yes. now. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. So now you can't buy even your best friend will not assist you in this area. He says, you have, you have, just go and get it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. So the level of discrimination that we see already being yeah. dramatized, it's heading towards that. Mm. It will get to a point where now you are hungry. Let's say you don't have a child. Maybe you say, if I have escaped, it's just myself, I'm in the forest. You have children. Imagine your child is sick and you have no access to medication. This is where already we are going there. Before we talk about the mark, we are already going there. How are you going to look at that situation? All because you refused to get what? It doesn't end there. Soon your wife is going to become pregnant. You're not going to have access even to hospitals. Are you going to help your wife deliver? If it's a Caesar required, are you going to, to conduct that in your house? You see how he's going to cause in the future. I'm touching here and I'm touching there. Here and I'm touching there to help you believe that the thing is coming and there is nothing you can do about this. Pray and watch that you escape. Yes. That's the only, that's the only way out. Mm. Pray and watch and make sure you escape mm. these things that are coming. You won't survive it. You won't survive it. I told you of the enmity. Look at the fight between these two groups. Now the entire earth is divided. Yes. Mm. Mm. The entire earth right now is divided. We are going somewhere. I'm showing you things from the Bible just so that you agree with the word of God that it's possible that an individual can come and demand. You can't sell. You can't buy. You can't travel unless you have a mark either on your forehead or on your right hand. Now, imagine even if you are to say, I have money in my pocket, you can't be allowed to get into the shop without a mark. Even if you had to give your friend that money, it's now digital money. Every information about yourself has to be in that hand or on your forehead. You inquire how much is left in your bank account. You, you, be, you are the computer yourself. So who are you going to send? 
who is willing to use his account on your behalf. Even if he buys on your behalf, can he be treated on your behalf? Can you go can he go to the hospital on your behalf? <laughs> My God, the world is going somewhere. I have, I have a study that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm looking at right now because I have certain events that, that are disturbing me in the Bible that are supposed to happen later, but I see them almost taking place now, personally. Mm. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an angel in the Bible. Uh, I don't want to get into that now. Uh, it's, it's, it's so... It's so dis disturbing because I'm trying to wrap my mind around that event to say this event is not supposed to happen now. Because there is a time in the book of Revelation when the river Euphrates is supposed to dry up. And that is going to be an act by an angel of God which will cause it to dry up so that armies can cross it's going to be a great army that is supposed to cross. Right now, what is stopping them is the river Euphrates. It's a massive river. Revelation 16, 12. Yes. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. And the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon. The way of the armies of the east might be prepared. That river has never been dry ever since. I want you to Google that right now. The drying of the river Euphrates. See the pictures. It's a strange thing. It's breaking news right now as I'm speaking to you. The river is drying for the very first time. So I'm still doing my study on that spiritually to see what has really happened. Probably we're going to have another rainfall again so that it can be filled up until we see we have this angel causing it to dry. But what is happening already to the river Euphrates? The preparation of the armies from the west in marching towards the greatest battle ever, the battle of Armageddon. Mm. Where are we going? Where we are right now, to be honest with you, kingdoms and nations right now, they are eagerly waiting for one personality, this individual who is going to receive power from the dragon and then he comes to take over and reign over them. Right now. There is a cry of nations right now to receive this person, to have him come and reign over them. There is somebody who asked a question. You were just showing me a question uh, a few hours ago. Uh, somebody asked a question with regards to these events. It was just an interesting question. Yes, I just want people to hear this question. And then I, I will try to 
address that and then probably um, I'm realizing I haven't touched yet on the mark. We are coming back to that. Thank okay. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is just a glimpse showing you what is coming and what is already happening. Mm. How already rivers are being dried up in preparation for the seven-year period that is coming. You can't argue with what is coming, seeing what is happening already. Okay, let's see, let's see the, that, that question. Thank you, Prophet, for the opportunity to ask. I got concerned when you read Daniel 8, verse 24 to 25. Daniel 8, 8 24 25. 25. You, you make sure that you get that one. And you focused on the last horn or Antichrist how he will destroy by peace. Doesn't this cause me to fear peace instead of embracing it? I will be happy to be taught further on this topic so that I can discern the peace that leads to destruction. Mm. Also, how is he able to achieve this in a civilized world? Thank you, my man of God. <laughs> <laughs> you said we read from where? Daniel 8, verse 24 and 25. Okay, let's read that, yes. Daniel 8, 24. Mm. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Mm. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper, and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, mm. and he shall magnify himself in his heart. Mm. And by peace shall destroy many. And by peace. By peace he shall destroy many. By peace he shall destroy many. You see the appearing of the lamp, and then he speaks like a dragon. Mm. That's his system. That's how his system works. At arrival, he's a good guy. At arrival, he guarantees peace in Jerusalem. Mm. And he said, I want to be taught further on that so that I know how to discern. Yes, the because now I'm afraid of peace. Mm. Mm. How do I know? He wants, to, he wants to be taught on how to discern if the peace is the right peace. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 it's quite interesting. Let me teach you that. Let me teach you. There is something that Jesus said it's in the book of John. John 14, verse number 27. John 14, verse... I'm already helping you to descend the peace. You want to descend the peace. Okay? John 14, 27. You want to know if the peace is destructive. You can, you can descend from scripture. I'm helping you now to see. Don't be afraid of peace, but hear what, what Jesus said. Peace I leave with you. Who leaves us with peace? Jesus. Jesus. Yes. My peace. Whose peace? His peace. Whose peace? Jesus. Whose peace? Jesus. If he tells you my peace, he's already showing you that there are other versions of peace mm. that I don't have. But mm. if it is my peace, I leave that with you. Yes. My peace. My peace I give unto you. I have the peace and my peace is to give. I have it so that I give it to you. I'm the giver of, the, of peace. 
but there's a certain way that I give that peace. Yes? Not as the world giveth. So he tells you the world gives also peace. Mm. It has its own peace mm. and it also gives its own peace. Mm. But mine is different. Mm. Number one, my peace is different in the way that I give. Right. The way that I give, I don't force it. Uh -huh. mm. Okay? Mine is never compulsory. Mine is never mandatory. Mm -hmm. The way that I give, observe the way that I give my peace. Mm. If it is me giving you mm. peace. Not as the world giveth, give I So the way, the world has its own style of giving peace. Mm. Mm. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid. There's no fear in my giving of peace. If it is me giving you peace, there shouldn't be any intimidation whatsoever. Mm. That's how you discern this peace is from God. I hope, I hope people are following. So, but the Bible says, by peace he destroyed many. Yes. That was in reference to Antiochus Epiphanes. Mm. Okay, so you, you want to know how he did it. And then he went on to say, how is he going to uh, achieve that seeing... Civilized world. <laughs> Can you imagine? How is he going to achieve that? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, let's go back to the, to the diagram and, and, and I'll show you something. I promise that I'm going to put... Uh, I said I'm going to um, put this um, ram over here and also the he god over here. Now we have, when you look at this diagram, already we can see that the Babylonian Empire came and we have the Medes and the Persians that came after, after Babylon. And also we have Greece and then we have the Roman Empire and then they revived Roman Empire. Now, then we went on to read chapter number eight yes. over here where we see the realm and the he god mm -hmm. and these two animals had a great conflict yes. they fought as you can see and the bible says and the he god that came from the east had a notable horn yes. it came and it destroyed the he god yes. okay and that's in reference to what to the coming of Alexander the Great and he, he, he overcame the Medes and the Persians. Mm -hmm. Remember last time I, sh I showed you um, I showed you the two, the two arms, right? Yes. The right hand over here yes. and, and the left. Yes. And I said the Persians were much stronger than the Medes. It was a unity government. Actually, at the end, the Persians took over from the Medes. Mm -hmm. They united to overcome the, the, the Babylonian Empire. So you have the two, two hands here, and this was the, the silver. And again, we see there is a bear mm -hmm. in chapter number seven. So chapter two, 
silver, two hands, and also chapter number seven, we have the bear, right? And the upper part was raised up, which represents the Persians. The lower part represents what? The Medes. Okay? And we have Darius and Cyrus, who were the, the, the leaders of, of, of those uh, uh, systems. And over here again, we see that there is a ram. And the Bible explains, describes the ram in chapter 8 that it had two horns. And the horn that came out last was the tallest. As you can see over there. Right? And then he saw a he-god that came and fought against the ram. And the ram was defeated. That's how Alexander defeated the, the Medes and the Persians. Now we have the Grecian Empire. Now, so we have a leopard down here, over here, and then we have again Alexander over here. So I wanted to read that one. Um, from Daniel chapter 8. Mm -hmm. I'll start from verse 4. I saw the ram pushing westward. In fact, mm. I'll start from verse 3, Father, from the description of the ram. Mm. Then I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a ram, which had two horns, mm. and the two horns were high, mm. but one was higher than the other. You see? And the higher came up last. Yes. I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward, so that no beasts might stand before him. Mm. Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand. Mm. But he did according to his will and became great. Mm. And as I was considering, behold, an he-goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth mm. and touched not the ground. That's the he-goat, touching not the ground. Mm. Uh -huh. And the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. You see, I told you why again the God wasn't touching the ground. It was because, because the with the four, the again, exactly, exactly. So he was so swift in his coming. Uh -huh. And he came to the ram mm. that had two horns, yes. which I had seen standing before the river. Yes. And ran into him in the fury of his power. Uh-huh. And I saw him come close unto the ram, mm. and he was moved with Chola against him, mm. and smote the ram, and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. Yes. But he cast him down to the ground and stamped upon him. Mm. And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. None could deliver the ram out of his hand. Therefore, the he-goat waxed very great and when he was strong the great horn was broken the great horn was what broken this horn here got broken hmm. okay that's alexander the general the head of the grecian empire he died hmm. at 33 hmm. he's gone and after that and for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven out of that came out four notable horns towards the four winds of heaven. Of heaven. Uh -huh. And out of one of them came forth a little... Again, you see, the four 
horns there, we see them as the four winds. Mm. We're still on the same page, right? Yes, sir. Yes. It's important for people to keep on remembering these things. It's the same thing. Four horns. And we have the four wings. Mm. Four wings representing the four directions with these four horns are going to occupy. Mm. Okay? Uh-huh. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great. Out of one of them, mm. out of one of them, mm. of the four, mm-hmm. okay? Yes, sir. Came out, what? A little horn, mm-hmm. which waxed exceeding great. Mm toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. And towards the pleasant land. Jerusalem. That's Jerusalem. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven. Okay. So those are the four generals that came after Alexander the Great. All right. We have Cassandra. We have... uh, Seleucus and we have Lysimachus and we have Ptolemy. These are the four generals that came because his kingdom was divided into four after he was gone. And then he's coming to uh, the, the Antichrist, the picture of the Antichrist. That's where you begin to see him surfacing now. There is another horn that came out of those four horns. Seleucus one of those four generals after his reign here comes a guy called antiochus epiphanes being prophesied about by the prophet before he even came even before alexander himself came this guy that came that came he dramatized the antichrist in a more superb way If you are to study him, uh, this gentleman, it is believed in history that at some point in one night, he exceeded over 80,000 Jews that he killed. Just in one night. And the way that he came, actually again, he had some kind of peace agreement again with the Jewish people. Until Antiochus Epiphanes established what is known as the abomination of desolation in the temple, where he brought in an image again, we're back to the image of Zeus, of Zeus, and it had his own face, and he brought it into the temple and demanded that the people, the Jewish people, worship his image. This Antiochus Epiphanes. Not just that, he took a pig and slaughtered it on the altar, desecrating the temple. That's the abomination of desolation. Now, he's dramatizing the Antichrist, the little horn that is coming. Now, he kills the Jews. He was burning scrolls and he made sure they were no longer observing the Sabbath. You see? And... He was actually, he started actually forbidding circumcision. So, no more worship of God during his reign. Mm. And then, when you study that in chapter number eight, 
another saint asked another saint, how is this going to last from the desecration of the temple until the cleansing of the temple? Yeah. <laughs> 2,300 days, right? Yes, Father. And he said unto me, unto 2,300 days, mm. then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. You see? And if you notice that, that that's six and a half years. According to the Jewish calendar, six and a half years from the desecration of the temple until the cleansing of the temple. And also, if you look into the history of Antiochus Epiphanes, you will see he tortured the Jewish people for six and a half years. I, want, I just want people to follow this. He didn't fulfill the seven. Yes, but at least six and a half, he tortured them. He killed the Jews hmm. to a point where they, they actually believed that this was the Antichrist. Yet it wasn't him. Hmm. How do I know it wasn't him? Because he came 175 years before Christ came, before Jesus came. And yet when Jesus came, he made reference to Daniel's prophecy that if you see the abomination of desolation in the future, sitting in the temple, mm. flee. flee. Those of you in Judea, flee mm. into the mountains. Mm. So those students, those scholars that believe that there is no antichrist that is coming in the future, Daniel was referring to Antiochus Epiphanes. Then Jesus would have not made reference yes. to a figure that has already come 175 years before him. And he tells you, if you see, then run. It means that was just uh, a guy who was trying to fulfill, like I've told you, the devil has been trying to raise individuals so that he manifests before his time. So he didn't quite fulfill everything that the Antichrist needs to fulfill. This Antiochus Epiphanes. Yet he did everything. He sat in the temple. He put his image there. Mm. But he did not fulfill. How do I know he didn't fulfill? Because Jesus now comes. He tells you, expect a man who is coming, who is going to desolate the temple. Mm. And Paul again makes reference that when you, the, the son, the lawless one, the son of perdition, would have to sit in the temple and make himself God. And again, he goes on to say, he will be destroyed by the brightness of his coming. Mm. And that's not how Antiochus was destroyed. Because Jesus never came during the time of Antiochus Epiphanes, 168 um, BC. That's, not, that's, that's the time he came, but he wasn't destroyed by the second coming. So it means there, is, there must be another figure that reigns until Jesus comes. Mm. And he's destroyed by the brightness of the coming of the Lord. Yes. So the one that we have, the Antiochus, that was just during his time, trying to give us an image of a man that is coming in the future. So the prophecy given by Daniel has a near fulfillment and a far fulfillment, an immediate fulfillment and a future fulfillment. Where what you see being said by the prophet happens few years after. That's a near fulfillment. Mm. 
But then there's a later fulfillment of the same prophecy where we have the same character like Antiochus Epiphanes now coming in the future. That little horn has to surface, come now in the future and take over this world. And he will do that accurately without fail. But now I've just given you a brief background of what is happening in chapter number 8. How the, the, uh, the Grecian Empire came, took over, and Alexander did some quite, uh, some good things also that we need to really thank him for. Remember, we have the Bible also, a greater part of it actually written in Greek, which is a good language. That is why when preachers most of the times keep on referring to Greek word, Greek word. It's not like they're trying to show you that they're educated. It's just that it's, it's a language, it's, it's a defined language. Once you see a word, they have a word for every single thing. You don't have one thing meaning 20 things, you see. So you stick to the meaning of the word. If it's a different thing, they'll definitely use a different word. You see, that's why we have the agape and, and so on, different types of love. Of love yes. So you will know this is the love that he's talking about. They don't just say love like in English, you see. So it helped us a lot to understand the meaning, even of the context of the Bible. So he did quite a lot and, 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 and obviously we know he died. And then generals took over from him. And then from those generals, we now see Antiochus Epiphanes coming up, dramatizing the Antichrist to come. But the question now, that's not his question, sorry about that. But the question is, he destroyed by peace. Now I want to show you how he managed to do that. And then we close for today. By peace, he destroyed many. They embraced him. They thought the Christ has come. Then they were destroyed. The Jews died. The same thing that the Antichrist is going to do. He will establish a peace agreement with the Jewish people. And in the middle of the week, he's going to what? Break it. To break the peace agreement. And then they will revolt against him. And then he will start killing the Jews. It is at that time that he then says, I want to be sure who is on my side and who is not. Let's have the mark. Okay, read for me verse number 8. Of chapter 8 and verse number 8. We want to see, because now I want to show you how he did it and he was successful and how the Antichrist is also going to do it. And he's going to be successful. Daniel chapter number 8, verse number 8. Therefore the he God waxed very great. Mm. And when he was strong, the great horn was broken. And for it came up four notable ones towards the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great towards the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. So he occupied, he conquered all these regions, including Jerusalem. Yes. That's what Antiochus Epiphanes did. Yes. And it waxed great, mm. even to the host of heaven. Even to the host of heaven. Okay? Even to the host of heaven. Mm. You see, because mm. he touched on religious things. He fought against even the religion of the, of the Jewish people. Mm. 
Okay, he was against even God himself towards the host of heaven. Uh-huh. And it cast down some of the host. Some of the host were actually cast down. I'm going to explain that. Uh-huh. And of the stars to the ground. And of the stars to the ground. And stamped upon them. He stamped upon the stars. So by the stars, they don't confuse this with the uh, fall of Lucifer, where he fell with some of the angels. Now this one, he made the stars to fall, and then he stamped on them. This cannot be in reference to the devil falling with other angels. Because even in the, with the devil's case, he fell with them, he never stamped on them. But when you have, where you have stars being falling from heaven, and then the, this Antiochus stepping on them, this is in reference to, I've given you already chapter 15 of the book of Genesis. Mm, yes. Abraham was brought outside mm. in, when he was asking for children. Mm. And he was made to look up and he saw the stars. stars. Mm. And God said, so shall be your children. Yes. Mm. So there are times when you hear of stars falling. These are the Jewish people. Mm. So he's just explaining to us how he destroyed some of the Jews. Okay, are we together so far? Yes. Okay, let's move on. Yay. He magnified himself mm. even to the prince of the host. Mm. And by him the daily sacrifice was taken away. Mm. And the place of his sanctuary was cast down. And and host was So the daily sacrifice was taken, taken away. That's that's when he stopped the daily sacrifice by the abomination of desolation. Mm. And he stopped the Jews from following God. Mm. Now they are worshipping an image. Mm. An image, like we see in Revelation chapter number 13, there's an image again of the beast. Yes. Mm. Okay. Uh-huh. And an host was given him mm. against the daily sacrifice mm-hmm. by reason of transgression. Because they had sinned also. Mm-hmm. So an host was given to him. God gave him that permission. Go ahead. The same way that we're going to have the Antichrist also, an host is going to be given to him mm-hmm. because of transgression. The same thing. Uh-huh. And it cast down the truth to the ground. What did he do? He cast down the truth to the ground. Uh And it practiced and prospered. I want you to take note of those three things. Casting down of the truth to the ground. Then he went on to practice. Then he prospered. I want to touch the last part of your question. Because you said... How is the Antichrist, if this guy was a picture of the coming Antichrist, how is the Antichrist going to achieve seeing that this world is now a civilized world? But if you are to look at Antiochus Epiphanes, he succeeded. He managed to deceive the people. How did he do that? The same modus operandi is going to be put in place. It's the same system, it's the same devil hiring individuals and he gives them a layout plan. Mm. This is how you're going to do it. Mm. Notice. What he did for him to have victory over the Jewish people, he had to do this number one thing. Cast down the truth. Hmm. I'm answering the part where you're saying, as of descending peace, I've told you, dealt with it. it has to be Jesus giving you peace. And the way he gives, 
without fear. That's how you know this is the God peace. Another way of knowing whether the peace is coming from God or what, there are individuals who are never um, representatives of peace. Individuals that even God himself would not use as symbols of peace. So if the world is going to guarantee you peace, whether it is the United Nations, you must look for individuals within the, those organizations who are representatives of peace. Are they not symbols of conflict and chaos and warfare? How do I discern if this peace is not a destructive peace? Look at the individual. Whoever opens his mouth and he says, we want you to have peace. We don't want people to die. You have to look at that person. He's a symbol of what? Mm -hmm. Is that individual a symbol of peace? That's how you know. When somebody who doesn't care for the lives of people suddenly begins to care. Suddenly when somebody who never cares for life, he comes to you and he tells you, my brother, we just want, we want you to remain alive. So you have to follow these procedures because we don't want you to die. Mm. Suddenly, the same guy who promotes abortion, mm. let babies die mm. in their millions. Children are dying in the United States of America right now and the law allows that to happen. Mm. Suddenly, the same guy comes to save lives. He introduces a solution. We don't want you to die because mm. of this disease. Is the individual a symbol of peace? Mm before you receive peace from him. Thank you, Father. So that's on the part of peace. You have to look at an individual. If people could not receive Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, <laughs> and they want to give you peace, what sort of peace is that? <laughs> what kind of peace is that? If God himself could not offer them the peace, Mm. Now, as for the um, other part where you think the world is civilized, that's, that's your tech, that's your look, that's, 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 that's your analysis, that's, that's what you found. Out. But is that the truth? I don't think so. Because civilization comes in different forms. <laughs> it depends on the way that you define it. Because with what we've seen already, there's enough proof that we are not as civilized as, as you think we are. That's not the case. The devil has already tried our reasoning and we have been found wanting. We are not that smart. So what Antiochus did is exactly what the Antichrist is going to do, which is to first cast down the truth, mm. then practice, then prosper. I've given you his style. The first thing that he's going to do, the first thing is to demote the truth. When you cast down the truth, it means the truth was once placed in an elevated position by God. The truth is supposed to be above the people. Okay? And when the truth is cast down, 
now is being trampled upon. It means you no longer have reasoning happening at an elevated position. The brain is no longer up here. Reasoning has been taken down. The demotion of the truth When the truth is down here, people, they start by walking before they reason. Mm. They start by running before they reason. That's true, Father. That's true. That's true. That's his approach. I'm giving you his approach now. The first thing that he's going to do is to, because he is in charge of the airwaves, the prince of the air, that's the devil. Mm. When he gives the kingdom to the Antichrist, it means... He is the one who is going to control the media. And once the media is given to him, that's his instrument that's going to become the institution by which truth is cast down. So the media houses will be owned by the Antichrist. Okay? The truth is what then becomes fake news. So media houses, people, individuals, even journalists are going to be serving under the instruction of this beast, the Antichrist. He will hire professional guys to support a lie. When the truth is cast down, notice, you are saying we are civilized. What he does first is to cast down the truth when the truth is undermined. These things are in their order. He did not practice and prospered and then cast down the truth. He cast down the truth first, then practiced, then prospered. So whichever way the Antichrist is going to come, he's going to introduce economical solutions. Because what they're doing right now because of this COVID is to create economic chaos. Mm. 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 So they are coming to solve the problem that they are creating. So the Antichrist, when he comes, already a platform has been set for him to prove that he is a thinker. Mm. If you study Antiochus Epiphanes when he was being predicted over here, it goes also to show there's a place where they say he has an understanding of dark sentences. Mm. Yeah. That's trying to describe the Antichrist. The Antichrist will be a guy with an understanding of dark sentences. Mm. Mm. He's a mysterious guy in the way that he understands mm. coded messages. Mm. Mm. Where are we going right now? Mm. When the media is taken over, there is what they call the algorithm. Once information is censored, once they, if something that they don't want people to talk about, they have a way of knowing immediately. There's an understanding of sentences and statements that are so dark. So institutions are going to be put in place to monitor truth and make sure truth is pulled down. It will be so scarce. It will be so hard to come across an authentic article. That's powerful. 
Why? Because all these houses and institutions are now on his payroll to support a lie. Whatever comes out as truth, it becomes a conspiracy theory. You are, you are tagged for saying the truth. You are fought for saying the truth. That is how he's going to practice and then prosper. First of all, put down the truth. I'm giving you the way because you are, you are thinking we are civilized. How can he do that? And he's successful. This is what, what he's going to do now. Find the truth, pull it down, and then you practice after the truth has been crushed. And then that way you prosper. So when the Antichrist comes and then he introduces some solutions to this economy, and he says, I want to revive the world economies. Let's have one bank, one currency, and so on. Every idea that he introduces, notice, he doesn't have to be somebody who thinks a lot because you are thinking after you have destroyed the truth. Even the miracles that this false prophet is going to perform, they don't really have to be serious miracles. The greatest job is to pull down the truth and when people's reasoning is compromised, you can perform anything. Mm. And it's a great miracle. Mm. I'm saying, he's not a guy who has been to school who knows so much. But when the truth has been destroyed, no one is ever going to question. Because mm. whoever speaks against the solutions that he's providing, you are not allowed even to question. Mm. You are not allowed even to question. To... to to confront your doctor today and you say to your doctor, can you please explain to me how this thing works in my body? Because it is general knowledge that whatever you consume, it has some side effects. Mm -hmm. And some side effects are not bad as what then happens to you if you don't take the medication. But asking that, it is called a conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to ask that. <laughs> as a precursor father it's playing out it's playing out it's, it's playing out so well okay when the truth is not cast down let me, let, me, let me ask you this question probably maybe in closing see this let me provoke you to think you see but in your world if truth has been cast down it has been crushed when you hear a question like that, the one that I'm about to raise now, instead of answering that question, you become angry. Why do people get emotional? They claim to be educated. When questions are raised, they don't want to respond to questions. They respond to the person. If you are to ask questions, simple questions like, who doesn't know right now that the, the treatment, so-called treatment that people are receiving against the pandemic, against the virus, who doesn't know? If there is one person who argues that it's a trial, that knowledge is common, that has been declared so open by the World Health Organization that it is a trial. 
if that statement is wrong, if it's a conspiracy theory, you type and you say it's wrong. It's not a trial. And I wonder where you, where, where you are coming from. Are you living in this world? It's a it's common knowledge that it's a trial. But the trial is global. Now, my question is, then how do you marry two things? Word trial and mandatory. Two things. In a civilized world, how do you marry two words where it is a trial and it's a mandatory? The marriage of such two words, you have to think again if you think that we are a civilized world. You have to think again. Yeah, that's strong. You can't put those two words in the same basket. That union, that couple won't last. Mm. Is there a conspiracy theory there? Is there a conspiracy theory there? Yeah. No that's it. That's their understanding of conspiracy theory. When you get into a restaurant, when you begin to ask the chef, what did you cook? What is in there? They say it's a conspiracy theory. You just have to eat. That's how civilized we are. That is how civilized. Are you sure the world is that civilized? You have to think again. You have to think again. I support everything that is being done to make sure that we don't keep on losing lives. I've been a preacher of life even before COVID. <laughs> And some of the people jumping up and down wanting to talk about this, they saw it now. We saw it years ago, years back. I spoke about the virus before you spoke about it. I spoke about the vaccines before, you, before they were actually released, before the first person received it. Are we really civilized? Did they not say it's over 90% efficacy. They did. So. They did. Because we must listen to professionals. Yeah. And we listened. They said it's over 90. And when they come, they introduce a booster. No one asks, you don't start from there. Give us, let's talk about the over 95% yeah. efficacy. Mm -hmm. We start from there. No one asks that. Why? Because the truth has been put down. You don't ask that. There is no country so far that has presented data that is so accurate than Israel. They've vaccinated more people than any country that you can think of. And their information, they've been so generous in giving out more than any country that you can, you can talk of. With more people vaccinated. Now, look at the cases. They are proposing the third jab and even the fourth. They are getting to the fourth. It has to be the fourth one again. Why? Because it's a trial. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a trial. But the issue is, where is the 95%? Why are they being hit by this thing? Let's not go by any of the countries that you can think. Let's talk about Israel. Yeah. 
Where is this coming from? We have been hit. We are being prepared for what is coming. Are you sure that we are that smart? I don't think so. I don't think so. We are not. We are not. How is it that we forget some? You are told, Pastor, when this disease came, we, we all of us, we, we knew, even from the effects, when it started, it was so hot. And we said, let's pray against this thing. Mm -hmm. Until I told you that, you see, God is coming in to help us. Yes. Do you know from the beginning of this disease, from, right from the beginning before we had any vaccine, the recovery was over 90. Yes. Yes. The recovery, talking about, talking of deaths, was over 90 before the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Current news right now that is prevailing on social media is that once the people are vaccinated, chances of recovery are over 90%. No hospitalization, no death. We are hearing, it's like we are hearing for the first time. What was the percentage before the vaccine? Same percentage. And we are civilized. Think, you have to think again. I told you before, when we're talking about pictures that were coming out where people were social distancing in, in the airport, when they get into the plane, they're sitting there. We are civilized, right? <laughs> What's happening? You see? The truth is cast down. The truth has been cast down. So, and I'm not saying all these things are wrong. We are just trying. But we must understand that once there is no promotion of the truth, when people no longer allowed to raise questions, then we are doomed, we are finished, we are gone. That is how then he will practice after casting down the truth and then he will prosper. Because no one is going to question. No one is going to question. Okay. People like myself, we follow every instruction, we obey for own information. Remember, I was talking to you this other day wanting you to clarify some things for me, you pastors. For saying, I've seen things happening in other countries because with curfews, we didn't start having curfews in Africa here. It started over there. Mm. Now, and I was asking, if a, a decree is given that you open your shop from morning until 12 o'clock, or maybe let's say until 2 o'clock, or maybe let's say until 2.30. Yeah, 2.30, I think 2.30 is better. <laughs> until 2.30, you close your shop. Then you are allowed to sell, trade, interact. From morning, 8 o'clock, you are selling until 2.30. You have to close the shop. A person like myself, I hear there is such a law, I obey. And while it's time obeying, I'm thinking. Because I still have my truth. 
in its rightful position. No one has yet trodden upon my truth. I do that. Are you going to open your shop? You, you prophet, after. Look at the churches we've closed. Did we not? Who is disobedient? We are never disobedient. We closed the church. We closed. Before they even said we will arrest you, we had already closed. <laughs> <laughs> we are not in a hurry to open again. That's another thing. But I'm just saying, I'll take my key when it's time for me to close the shop because I walk towards the door, but I'm thinking, I still have my brains. I'm walking towards the door and I have to chase every customer out. Get out, get out, get out, get out. I want to close the shop. But still I'm thinking. Once I push the key into that hole and then I turn it and I know I'm locking, I'm closing it. Now I'm never going to get money. There was a customer somewhere that was coming. Now he finds the door locked. I have to obey that law, but at the same time, I'm a reasonable creature created by God. I'm thinking all this while there was chaos in my shop, interacting with different people from different areas. Suddenly, now it is 2.30. I have to close. The shop. Whatever money that I was supposed to get, I'm no longer going to get it because it's 2.30. But I'm thinking, I have to make sure by 2.30, I close the door. Why? Because at 2.31 exactly, COVID arrives. It arrives. You have to... You have to be thinking of to close your door. 231. Somebody has the ability to monitor, to see, to know where it is now. At that time, it would have got into your shop. You have to make sure that at that time. Are you sure? So you have to rephrase your question now. It won't be civilized. If we are this civilized, we are not. We are not. We are not. We are not. Let's do what we feel like doing. If it's good for us, let's just do it. Let's not, let's not cast down the truth. Let us not cast down the truth. Those who are speaking the truth, they are tormented. They are tortured. So what the Antichrist is going to do when he comes, he's going to solve problems, global problems. If he says, 
this is the cure that becomes the cure. If he says, you implement this financial solution, that's what you implement. Whoever speaks again is that. Mm. You are thrown away from your community. Mm. You don't oppose what has been decreed from the top. It's the casting down of the truth. Where you almost have, if you want to know the truth, we have to look for censored, um, censored content or censored uh, programs. You have to go after deleted materials to know the truth. Because of a system that understands dark sentences. Algorithms. Uh, <laughs> that is, yeah, <laughs> Why is that an issue? Why is that a problem? Where we are right now, we are walking towards a situation where you can't buy, you can't sell. Unless you are proven to be safe. I've been talking to some people. A close person to me was telling me that he was talking to his brother. And when his brother got to know that he was he, he had to be vaccinated, he actually um, maintained the distance. He said, oh, yeah, why? Yet this person close to me is much more comfortable, relaxed. The vaccinated is afraid of the unvaccinated. The enmity you spoke about, Father. You see? Besides the enmity, why are you still afraid that you are now safe? Where is the confidence in what you have received? That's, an in, that's a message that we are reading. You are making us afraid. Why are you not safe? Why are you not comfortable? Why are you not relaxed? They say now you are okay. Mm. Mm. You now have the over 90 something percent. You are okay. Why are you afraid of an individual? who is walking up and down, who is not responsible for his health. Let's not cast down the truth. Let us not cast down the truth. I gave people information and I was fought for that. I was criticized for that. I'm a conspiracy theorist who is able to see a disease five years before it comes. A year to go, he comes and he says, now it's coming. Then if that is conspiracy theory, then what is prophecy? What is prophecy? I hear God and I see things. When a chance is given, I advise. You see? Because it is given to us to speak. It's given to us to speak. All the people that you see getting angry with my information, they will never provide information. They will come with a different approach. Not information. Not information. Why? Because truth has been cast down. Reasoning has been undermined. 
Antichrist knows that one thing that he has managed to destroy is critical thinking. Not many people really enjoy critically thinking. Critically thinking, not many. Most people, when they encounter a problem, they just want to brush that. They don't want to be bothered by too many things. Just put it here, let us eat. Why should we be worried about this? So the Antichrist knows that most people, they don't enjoy thinking. But those that enjoy thinking will find it so hard to survive in this world. So hard to survive. It will be so hard for you guys to survive. Stop thinking and everything will be fine. Stop reasoning. Stop asking questions. Then your life will be okay. That's it. But in much wisdom, there is a lot of vexations. That is what Solomon ended up saying. Oh, I'm in trouble because I think a lot. When you are screaming, asking for knowledge, teach me. No one teaches you. They get angry for making such a demand. They get angry. Teach me. Educate me. Inform me. This is the truth. I'm comparing the two. Now you can't sell, you can't buy without this. Yet the mark is yet to come. How are you going to survive what is coming? Don't miss rapture, my brother. Don't miss rapture. Don't miss rapture. Don't miss rapture for any reason. For any reason, make sure that when the trumpet sounds, you are ready to be lifted. Some of us, we are ready. We are geared up, expecting it to happen anytime. But when you are planning, don't plan like he's coming today. Plan like he's never coming. Okay? When you do your things, do like he's never coming. Like there's no, there's no rapture. <laughs> because you'll be disappointed. I've told you before, certain churches, they made some wrong calculations. The 2,300 days. They translated that in two years and they calculated from the time Antiochus Epiphanes slaughtered the pig they calculated from that time and they were expecting the Lord Jesus to come and he didn't come yet some had sold their properties and so on Is that how we prepare for his coming? Being lazy and stopping doing our work? No. That is why I came last time and I said to you guys, it's not yet time for tribulation. Don't accept any form of persecution as of now. Okay? Don't accept. Don't be persecuted. Don't lose your job now. <laughs> you still need to work for your family. Did I not say that? Yes. That was not my, my, my first message. It's because you want your job, you, you love your family and you have to work for them. And until now, I keep on encouraging you, don't be persecuted out of context, the context of persecution. It's yet to come. The seven year period is yet to begin. 
don't endure unnecessary persecution. Okay? God must give you wisdom on how to avoid this kind of persecution and harassment. You won't be attended to. Imagine it's an accident scene and they get there and, and you are screaming for help and they're saying, who is this one? He never got that thing. What kind of a life is that? It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Oh, hey, we can be here until evening. <sighs> Sorry about this, but I needed to let you know. Fight for the truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And they fought him. They nailed the truth to the, to the cross. They chased them out of, the, out of their city. Why? They loved the lie more than the truth. This is the world that we're living in right now. Carry the truth, you'll be fought for the truth. But say, I'm ready to be fought for the truth. And I'm ready to be fought for sponsoring and supporting the truth. Support the truth. With everything that you have, support the truth. Never give up. Support the truth. We'll continue with the mark of the beast next time, which is very, very important. We want to get into some details. The mark, the name, the number. Without it, you cannot sell. You cannot buy. You cannot travel. Don't we have something already happening like that? Already. It's a preparation. The stage is set. Right now, they are waiting for that one leader to emerge. And very soon, breaking news. Breaking news very soon. Breaking news. All the countries involved in the conflict in the Middle East are going to be brought to the table. And people are going to sign. And they will agree on certain terms that we are not going to bother the Jewish people again. Guess what? They are going to start rebuilding the temple. Every material required for the construction of the temple right now is there. Including the heifers, the gods they are supposed to sacrifice are already there. Right now as I'm talking to you, what are they waiting for? A signature. A signature. So imagine if it is signed today, it means in less than two years they've completed the temple. After the signing, they would have completed the temple. Preparing again for the Antichrist to enter into that temple. And he makes himself God. And he desecrates that temple. Then the greater tribulation, three and a half years begins. Before we are coming back with him. I have quite a lot of things to talk about. Thank you. Let's, let's dismiss the people. I think we have taken much time today. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I wouldn't want to take more of your time, but allow me to just say this. What a privilege that we have of having one who can interpret the word like you do, especially intermingled with your personal experiences and your prophetic insight. We wouldn't have understood what we're going through and what is going to take place. Mm. Father, thank you. No, you're welcome. Father, if you can give us just a few moments, even as we close, um, for those that are 
wanting to partner mm. with uh, the Global Mission Network to do so. word. Please take this opportunity now to use the banking details on your screen. Global Missionary Network. Let's continue to sow into this kingdom agenda. Let's continue to be end time kingdom financier. Until we meet again.
Mm-mm. 